BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. We're so close to Friday. So exciting. Beautiful Thursday. It's actually a beautiful day here in the city. And it's Thursday, which makes the weather and everything a bit brighter. Plus... Do to do is here. You know what? He chose to sit with your auntie. I'm fucking sick of this shit. I really am. I haul ass here. I get sweaty every day walking over here and I walk because I bring Theo. And every fucking day he sits next to you. And you know what? I'm fucking fed up. He's Theo. an anti file. Theo, you know what? I used to feel bad because you didn't have a dog. Now you do. Theo, come now here. I've got brew and do. Come here. Yes. Come Look. on. Come on. The reason why he came and sat with me was because I was eating a cliff bar. So Ooh, what? Okay. Yeah, um, there, um, um. there he goes. Yes, come here. It's, it's, it's really, your mom. It's not that deep. I feel like I'm literally like, you know, like the hardworking mom and then the cool auntie comes over and like the kid loves the auntie and I'm just like the mean mom who enforces the rules, you know? Yeah, who just like, taunted him with an empty cliff bar. Jackie, I'm a Joan Cusack in Raising Helen and you... I'm Helen. You're Helen. That's very true. I mean, Do and I have a special bond. He usually does sit with you. But now he's torn. He's this literally. This is like that TikTok yeah. challenge. Theo. Come here, Angel. Okay, we need to move on. He'll make his choice in due time. In, in due, due time. time. <laughs> well, it's Thursday, everyone. Hope you had a great week so far. I'm so excited to, even though it was like only a three-day week, four-day week for us. I'm so excited that Friday is almost upon us. I hope everyone has their weekend plans settling in, getting excited. Looks like he made his choice. Wow. Theo just jumped choices, back on Jackie's couch. Choices were made. It's fine. You know what? You know why I think he's sitting next to me, honestly? Because I am wearing new Morning Toast fall merch. Drops next week. We'll give you the deets in a second. I don't think that's why. And I just feel like he knows that in order to sell this merch and make it look amazing, his presence needs to accompany it. So look, I have new merch here too. This is a new sweatshirt design. It says the Morning Toast. This color is green. I'm wearing a size medium. And we're dropping some sickening styles on Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. So... Gird your loins, prepare yourselves. We'll be showing you all of the different styles that we have. New okay. phone cases. New phone cases. We've got Sweatshirts. T-shirts. We've got t-shirts. We've got like some cute sets. So stay tuned for all of that. But I think that Dude just wants to make sure that my frame where I'm showcasing the new merch looks as good as possible. I'm trying to move past this. I really am. But like my feelings are really hurt. Like I can't lie. Like what I should just, I should just not say how I'm feeling. You should just move the fuck on. Yeah. No. Theo. Are you I, for real? I love him. Just come sit with me. I'm your mom. I'm just craving Theo. And like, he's literally just abandoning me for his auntie. You gotta get a grip. No, come. I love you. He has autonomy. He has rights. And he made his choice. But I just don't think he was in the right headspace. That's what it is. <laughs> you think his she was under the influence? 100% by the new sickening merch. And that's how sickening the merch is. We're foolishly much of the warehouse because <laughs> everything is just sickening, sickening the, the warehouse, warehouse down, down, as so, per usual. Anyway, stay tuned for all of the styles we'll be showing you over the next few days. It's really cute stuff. And it's the first of many sickening warehouse drops that are coming towards the end of the year. Like, I would just, I would just quake in your boots, okay, if I yeah. were you. No, like fall, winter, FW, 2021, that's the year, yeah, is really our season. Also, spring, summer joggers for sure but like we really thrive oh in fall winter it's crazy how long it takes me to get dressed in warm weather and how like literally I got ready today in five minutes yeah it's a beautiful thing and I'm not sweating in my sleep so I don't really have to like run a blow dryer through my hair like it's just I need to live in Antarctica yeah that those are my peeps mm-hmm. um I have two things to say one there's a new episode up on the patreon and I'm just saying 
people are saying people are saying that, that it's, it's the best vlog ever that's what they're saying and you know what i literally put my heart and soul into the recording of it the editing of it it took me all day yesterday and i'm so proud of the fruits of my labor and it's a vlog it's a second episode for the month of october and it was a, supposed to be a vlog of my trip to visit olivia in florida but um i like dropped the ball a little bit and like i forgot like i was doing really good and mm -hmm. then i literally forgot to vlog for two days so then I decided I wasn't going to let that footage go to waste because we got pieces of K in that footage. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going on another trip. Let me make this a two-parter. So I vlogged my bender in Puerto Rico with Brian. And I don't know. There's kind of like a, a triumphant, unexpected ending. Do you agree? Yeah. I watched it last night. I enjoyed it so immensely. It felt like, for me, the closest I'll come to going on vacation anytime soon. Now, I agree. It was an amazing vlog, and I really like it was 30 minutes. I put it on my it TV and I just was living life. But it does hurt when we've done over 100 vlogs. We're both in them. And then the one I'm not in, best vlog ever. Okay, I'm by kidding. the way. I'm no, kidding. by the way, I feel that 100%. <laughs> um, because that's like how I felt when like you were pregnant, you know? And like, oh. I'm like, what about me? So you know what? Like, <laughs> let the little people get something, okay? Okay. The no. Patreon is like quaking for your pregnancy. And I'm like over here having a bender. Like, we couldn't be... On more different levels, and but you know, that's why, either that's a jacket. There's something for everyone. That's what's so beautiful about the Patreon. There's something for everyone. There are so many vlogs. There are so many episodes. So head over there because we have some great stuff coming up for October, too. And that vlog was really a treat to watch. I felt like, and we really didn't catch up a lot while you were on your trip. We didn't right. FaceTime like we normally do. So I really felt like I was experiencing your trip. I feel all caught up. I feel really good about it. I'm so glad and. I just know how much I love the Patreon that like literally I'm in a bathing suit for half the vlog. Yeah. No, you are giving us everything that you have. I'm giving you a chest. I'm giving you legs. I'm giving mm -hmm. you it all. Mm -hmm. You are. And my heart and soul. And I get deep. She does get deep. About, you know. Some personal struggles. Some personal struggles. Yeah. <laughs> so check it out. Enjoy. And there's just so many perks to being a Patreon member these days. Like. Pre-sale. I, I just couldn't see why not. You know, Pre-sale season. Pre-sale season, you guys. Yesterday was the craziest day. It's kind of a day I've been dreading, like, literally since the pandemic started. I, like, low-key love the pandemic because, you know, my first tour was so big and, like, so great. And we broke so many barriers. And then you just become, like, old news, you know? Like, and you, like, I don't know. I was just, like, dreading it. I'm like, do people still want to come? I don't know. So yesterday was a great day. And I wanted to thank everyone for showing up during the pre-sale. There was a couple sold-out shows. Boston has been added a second show. Pre-sale continues today into tomorrow morning. And then if you're not a Patreon member, on my Instagram will be all the links. Everything will be completely open to all the shows. And I hope that everyone can come. So, yeah, yesterday was just, like, the busiest day of my fucking life. And I had to leave my house at night, which you know I hate doing on the weekdays. Busy, busy. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Merch drop, merch drop, merch drop. Merch, 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 merch. Oh. By the way, we got so many positive comments about our gorgeous rendition of the final story song yesterday. Yeah, so I think that we'll use that feedback and we'll take that into today's episode in, and in every endeavor that we do. You know? In every endeavor that we do. Yeah, I feel really good about that. What also I feel good about is that we have the Real Hot Stuff of Beverly Hills part one reunion recap yeah. today. And you know what? For a part one, it was pretty good. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. And I do feel like they were giving us like splashes of Erica T just to keep us satiated until part four. And that works for me. Did you watch Carcella watch Rappin's Live? I didn't. Okay, I did with Amber Tamlin who like... It was like the, just the Garcelle show, you know? And yeah, it's like, but that's good. And like Amber's here too. It was just like weird for Amber. Um... Any tea? Yes. Okay, we'll talk about yeah. it when we recap Beverly Hills. It was a good episode, and she looked sickening the saw. boots down. Well, I started, I, it, they, when I record Beverly Me Hills too. now, they just record Watch What Happens Live and give themselves a view. Like it's a how, way to cheat the ratings. How nice for them. And so I saw the beginning, but then I was like, you know what, it's getting late, and I should start read. I should transition to reading. So I started the new Sophie Kinsella book, Party Crasher. It's really cute. She can do no wrong, Sophie Kinsella, but it's definitely not my favorite. Got it. Well, the Watch Happens Live was, was filled with juicy tidbits. You know, Garcelle doesn't hold back. Great. Can't wait to hear all about it. So I think we should just jump right in. Without yeah. further ado, do, 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 where are you? Sitting by Yaranti. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. 
You really didn't have to bring that up again. Rub it in my face. Sorry. Today's episode of The Morning Toast is brought to you by Legacy Box. Are you holding on to boxes of old home videos to share with friends and family? Can you even watch that priceless footage? Well, your girls literally had an entire storage unit full of like old VHS cassettes, things like videos and photos from when we were kids and we had no idea what to do with it. And enter Legacy Box, the greatest invention of all time, the company I wish I came up with. It is your chance to have aging tapes, films, and photos all digitally preserved so the ability to relive your family history is never lost because of a leaky pipe or summer days that make your attic hot that will melt your tapes so it's really the easiest service ever how it works is that you will use their kit to safely send your vhs's whatever you have that is old um, their team will create a digital archive by hand in the usa and then you'll receive your new copies stored on a cloud a thumb drive a dvd along with the original media that you sent them they have a tracking system that keep you up to date on the entire process it's really a no-brainer and it's a great gift for like a sibling or a mother we did it and it was literally like the most easy process and it was the best day ever when you get that stuff back and you just watch it so seamlessly like on a thumb drive such a great thing to do over the holidays if you plan correctly now yeah and we have an offer visit legacybox.com toast to take advantage of this limited time offer for 40 percent off so again the exclusive offer today is at legacybox.com toast and you can take advantage of it today and use the kit whenever you're ready so it's legacybox.com toast to save 40 percent off legacybox.com toast Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure doing business with you. It is a pleasure doing business with you. It really is. Our first story, Casey Musgraves is responding to the Grammys excluding her new album, Star Cross, from the country category. So we briefly mentioned this yesterday. It's just like a passing tidbit that we thought was an interesting factoid. But it turns out it's actually a lot deeper. Casey Musgraves is making her feelings known about the recent decision that has excluded her new album, Star Cross, from the country music category at the Grammys. Her fifth studio album has reportedly been deemed ineligible for the country album category and will instead compete in the pop category at next year's awards ceremony. On Wednesday, Casey posted a series of pictures to her Instagram story in response to the move that was made public in a letter written to the Recording Academy by Cindy Mabe, who's the president of her record company, Universal okay. Music Group. So the president of Casey's record company wrote a letter to the Grammys and... Casey posted on her Instagram a series of stories saying you can take the girl out of the country genre, but you can't take the country out of the girl. And Which then, is a famous line from my favorite Casey Musgrave song, Dime Store Cowgirl. You can take me out of the country, but you can't take the country out of me. No. Well, she could have just said that. No, or like played a clip or something. And, and used the music feature on yeah. Instagram. And you could see the lyrics. And like. then she also did a slideshow of her with like country icons saying like, ain't that right, at Loretta Lynn Official. She also tagged Shania Twain, George Strait, Willie Nelson, Dolly Parton, and Reba McIntyre. And then at the end, she posted a picture of her, you know, head to toe in one of her country looks with middle fingers. So then I was like, oh... I guess she wants to be country? She's not pleased with... She wants to be considered country. She's not pleased that they moved her to the pop category. So in this letter that the president of the record company... She asked the Grammys to, quote, fully understand the importance of Casey Musgraves to country music. The idea that a handful of people, including competitors, who would benefit from Casey not being in the country category, are deciding what is country only exacerbates Wait, sorry, the problem. Wait, say that again? So they're saying that... A handful of people, like the Recording Academy decided this, including competitors, I don't know who that would be, would benefit from Casey not being in the country category, are deciding what is country only exacerbates the problem. Okay, I do have to say, I do think, first of all, Casey Musgraves with all these pictures of her, she's country, bona fide country gal. I don't think anyone can take that away from her. Um, but I've listened to Casey Musgraves since day one. It's something I pride myself on. And... I think Golden Hour was even a little bit of a stretch as being country. And Starcrossed is not country. Like, it's not. And you can be a country person and live in Nashville and write your songs in Nashville and, and want to be country. But at the end of the day, I guess, like, a genre is a social construct. Like, what is country? But it's not country. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? Red. Yes. Because... Red was considered a country album, even though it is completely a pop album. Yeah. It's just like Taylor hadn't billed it as a pop album. So, of course, it won all the country categories. And then her next album, which she's like, now this is pop. It's like, you don't, the music is what it is. Right, no, and I, this also reminds me when Justin Bieber, like, was upset because he wrote, like, a full R&B album and the Grammys had categorized it as like Christian music or something so or vice versa I don't remember he was really like, he was pop when he wanted to be R&B so like I don't know at the end of the day 
a genre is a social construct. Like, how do you decide, like, what's pop? It's like a sound. But as, you know, I think someone who's, you know, very well read in country music, like, Starcross is not at all country. Yeah. And, like, Golden Hour, which I even thought was, like, her poppiest work yet, like, had twinges of country. So, like, ready? I can't speak. Sorry. Golden Hour was her red. Yes. But no, because that would make this her 1989, which, like, Taylor said it was pop. You know, I just mean in the sense of, like, the transitional work of art. Yeah. You well, know? it's all, tra- like, they're all transitioned from, from each other. Yeah, but, but no, they usually, will- they transition and stay within genre. Like, for me, Starcross, and this is what we spoke about last week, I don't, like, love it. Like, it's so different. You know, Golden Hour was different than her previous works, but still, like, was so Casey. Yeah. This is, like, such a departure. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's kind of like a silly thing to be like so pressed about. Uh, It's just, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's pop, like, and I don't, I don't know what the big like, and that should be an achievement for her that she's crossed categories and the Grammys recognizes that. Yeah, I think like when it comes to winning, it's probably way easier to win in the country category than it is to win in the pop category up against like Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish, Lizzo. Like, yeah, yeah. It's harder to be in that category for sure. So I think like probably like a little life hack is like release a country album, but sorry, like it's just not country. Like that's, and it's very simple. Yeah. And I thought she was doing it on purpose. So to hear that she's upset about it, I'm like, oh, this whole time I thought like you were fully changing on purpose. Yeah. You were transitioning in and out of genres. That's like the biggest thing in art. Yeah. The biggest flex for an artist is like, I'm not a one trick pony. I can win in country. I can win in pop. I can. And you know what? I don't even think actually that Starcrossed is pop. I think it's like alternative. It's Mm -hmm. very different mm-hmm. so I don't know if there's a category for alternative but that's like what pop is now like Billie Eilish is yeah pop. I guess it's so, very Billie Eilish yeah interesting stuff interesting stuff man yeah well we still support but I would love like a true country Casey album next like that's just kind of what I'm craving I, I do worry that this will push her further away from country even though the recording academy is not, is not a part of country music but I think what that letter from her president said was that like people in country organize this this, which I don't think they have the power to like who I don't know but like literally this morning I listened to like old ass Casey like album one like those random songs like finally got a flashing light they put it in last year I forget what that song is called but like it's so good like I just love that music and so I'm all for growth I'm all supportive of it but I would love like a very Casey country album I think you'll be waiting a while. I know. I've been saying the same thing with Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> we got Betty. Yeah, but now we get like new, like as they transition to different genres, we get new country artists. That's true. We're putting out some really great stuff. That's literally how we got Casey. The Lorna Lena album is sickening. Lorna Lena must be recognized for being literally like someone who cannot write a bad song. Who, yeah. re- who refuses to release anything less than something stellar. Yeah, no, it's really true. There's so many good, you're right, like up and coming country artists. Okay, our next story. Kim Kardashian says her daughter North tells her your house is so ugly when she's upset with mom. (laughs) Kim shares that her eldest daughter will sometimes criticize her home decor when upset over a disagreement. On a new installment of Ellen's digital Mom Mom Confessions web series, the Keeping Up alum reveals that 8-year-old North, whom she shares with Kanye, will tell her that their house is ugly during an argument. She said, every time I get into some kind of disagreement with my daughter North, she thinks this is a dig to me. She'll say, your house is so ugly. It's all white. Who lives like this? (laughs) First of all, North, it's your house too. She just thinks it like gets to her and is kind of also kind of mean because Kim likes her house. No, for an eight-year-old, it's a very creative insult. Like, who lives like this? Who lives? And then also like, I I don't know. When I used to say things, I'd be like, I hate you. Like, yeah, normal. No, but North is just on another level from all campers. No, so like psychologically, North is supreme. That's what I'm hearing here. We we've known. I feel, and but every time we get like a little snippet, snippet. of North, it's just like like North is. It's really like Nori's Black Book, you know? Literally. It's literally that. What is up with, like, Kim and Ellen? Like, why are the Kardashians obsessed with Ellen? It's, like, the one thing I don't understand. 
I don't know, but maybe Ellen was someone who like in you know the embraced them from the beginning and has always like had I, them on and take, taken them seriously. And I can't see that actually have happening. Like Ellen taking them seriously. Like Ellen is like mean to everyone. There's obviously some Something. good re- blood there. Yeah, I think Chris and Ellen are like really good friends. Like, I don't know. Like, would Kim ever do a sh- a web series for like a motherhood.com? Like, so fucking no. random. But like, Ellen, okay. No, but you, I yes, but you know what? We really, at the end of the day, we benefit from of this. Of course, of course. We got this cute fucking factoid. Yeah. Which is so hysterical, and it's just it's so funny. But oh, I, I saw yesterday that Kim like won the house in the divorce. Yes. But like, it's very much Kanye. Aesthetic? Aesthetic. So I wonder if she'll be, you know, putting out any family photos on the mantle anytime soon. Yeah, because, like, as much as I really, really respect, like, the whole vibe, you know, the arches and, like, the not one piece of dust or clutter, you know, it is a home with five children. And, like, I don't know. Four. Four children. Like, I don't know. I just think, like, there should be, like, pillows and stuff. No, it's, like, I actually, the more I, I live the more I strive for a home like Kim's where there's nothing in sight but like where do they keep their things like they obviously have to have a room that's with like stuff with stuff like where's your stuff where are your chargers yeah so I'm very much of the same mindset like declutter your life but like you can leave like a picture frame or like a pillow I don't know maybe now blanket. that Kanye's gone like there will be a throw pillow so she got the Hidden Hills home and he put his Idaho place Wyoming yeah on the market, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I wonder why. I wonder why also. But then he also bought that place in Malibu. Oh, yeah. The garage for $60 million. Yeah. So. Interesting real Maybe estate Maybe to be closer things. to the kids. Also, I, I feel like North should know that she's insulting her father when she says that. Right. It's not so much Kim. That's very true. Though Kim does like it. And it yeah. is really nice looking. It is. And I feel like it's actually made her like so famous. Like people are obsessed like with her sinks. Yeah. She's like the most recognizable bathroom in the world. Yeah. So like, of course she loves that. But like, doesn't she ever just want to like, I don't know, do a puzzle? Like where are the puzzles? <laughs> when the kids want to like play cards, like where are the cards? I don't know. What if she wants to light a candle? Where are the matches? That's a great question. Where, where are the, the candles? candles? No, it's such a good question. It's crazy. These are the things... That I think about. That I want. No, I do. I would like to see the room where they keep their things. Yeah, like the. It's probably scary, like hoarders. Yeah, like everyone has like a junk drawer. They have like a junk wing. wing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you like even her closet oh. where she films all those like skims things is literally like a rod with three items yeah. of clothing. So like, she has a closet where she actually keeps her things where she doesn't film. Yeah. I would love to see it. Have they done a spread about their home? Like yeah. Like an arch? Yes. And they did a video. It was really cute. Gotta rewatch that. Look yeah. for any hidden doors yeah. to where all the clutter hangs. Okay, are you ready for our next story? It's a little crazy sponsorship news. Speaking of crazy sponsors, today's episode is brought to you by Jenny Kane. And they're actually the opposite of crazy. They make the most sickening mules that come in leather, suede, shearling, and more. It's their classic shoe that started it all. They're effortless, effortlessly comfortable, and they come in endless, versatile options that you can look put together in an instant. So the wardrobe necessities are honestly sometimes the hardest to find. Like you have crazy things, but you never just have like a normal cardigan, you know, like neutral things that you can wear a lot, you can layer. Um, and that's really what Jenny Kane is all about. They believe that getting dressed should be the easiest part of your routine. They offer polished basics that will never go out of style. They make everyday moments a breeze. They've curated stylish staples that work with everything in your closet in the simplest way to make you look put together in an instant. You might already have a, tape, a favorite sweater or pair of shoes but if it doesn't make you say i'll never take it off then it isn't jenny kane actually one of my favorite cardigans coming for fall winter is jenny kane it's very very comfortable very loose it looks great you style it different ways it really is like the perfect thing you it's can wear it a, mo- a million times such like a nancy myers vibe all of their yes. stuff it's like i have a, a sweater from them that's oatmeal and i just i really feel like i'm having a glass of white wine by the sea yeah like contemplating divorce uh. <laughs> Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code TOAST at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code TOAST. That's a good promo code. You should use it. 100%. 100%. Okay, our next story is some interesting sponsorship news, and I think you're going to find it particularly interesting for one reason, which I'm sure you'll put together shortly. Okay. The NFL is taking the Super Bowl halftime sponsorship rights to market as their deal with Pepsi is set to expire. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. 
Pepsi owns the sponsorship rights for the Super Bowl halftime show in a deal that's set to expire after 2022. One expert estimates the value of the halftime show to the NFL is in the range of the 25 million to 50 million that's per it? year. Oh, per year. Yes. So Pepsi obtained the show rights in 2012 as part of a more significant marketing deal valued at over $2 billion. Before that, auto parts manufacturer Bridgestone held the show's rights and oh. paid up to $10 million annually. So it's not clear how much a brand would pay, but using just uh, estimates like for a 30-second ad at the Super Bowl, it's $6.5 million. Applying Moronic. That, applying that to a 12-minute halftime show would make it about $150 million. But CNBC says it's unlikely that that's what a brand will pay. Okay. So obviously the first thing I think of here is Taylor Swift. And for those who don't know, here's a little backstory is that Taylor Swift was a Diet Coke ambassador for many, many years during her red era. Honestly, they're some of the most iconic commercials and photos. Like just go watch them. They're so cute. And like, I've never related to Taylor Swift more than like her drinking Diet Coke writing songs. Like that's literally me, except I don't write songs. So when it comes time every year for the halftime show, a lot of people are always like, where's Taylor Swift? And so for a while, she was contractually not allowed to do it because she was the face of Diet Coke. But then even years after that, like there is a non-compete. It has been so long that I actually don't think now the reason why she's never done the Super Bowl halftime show is because of that. I feel like there's other reasons, but like she literally... At the start of the 1989 era, like the night before the Super Bowl, had like the biggest concert ever, like right outside the stadium, like like, like Direct TV, yeah, or uh, yeah, maybe it was or AT and T, something like that. Yeah. So there's always that. There's always that. I don't know what the reason is why she's never done it when it seems like a perfect fit. Like when we're always thinking of people like Pink, people who have endless categories of music that people from all different walks of life enjoy. Taylor Swift is really that bitch. Like Blank Space. There's so many songs that yeah. like. So I don't really even know if. They do change sponsors to like the morning toast. If she would do the morning toast halftime show, which sounds so good, by the way, we so should good. really go start a GoFundMe. And it would be the best halftime show. It would be like we have taste. Like it would be like Kelly Clarkson opens a show, Pink shows up, maybe Beyonce shows up, and then like Taylor Swift closes it out. Like it would be, we would literally, you know what we would do? We would recreate that Pepsi commercial with Pink, Beyonce, and who was the third one? Christina Aguilera? Yes. Was it? I think so. I feel like I remember. Oh, Britney Spears. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I would do. And I would have everyone in the stadium be a part of it. Because you know how in the in the commercial they're all like. Yeah. I would make everyone do that. Oh, by the way, they should. L- free idea. Free idea. No, if I Pepsi agree. Pepsi buys it again, that's what they should do. I look forward to seeing who comes in, what they do with the space. I wonder if they have influence over the. Performers, I imagine they do. Or they at least have to approve it. Yeah, I imagine that they do. So I think, you know, this could be a big opportunity for someone. But it's also possible that Pepsi will just buy it again. If they were happy with their investment. I mean, honestly, for me, I actually love Diet Pepsi, but I understand, you know, the landscape that is the soda industry. Like, Pepsi is so, like, lame compared to Coke. Like, sorry. Um, but I actually think Pepsi having this halftime show is, like, they're co- the coolest thing about the brand. Like, they should really keep it. Yeah. They're always losing to Coke. I don't like, know, but always. you're saying they're still, they've been, they've had this spot for now 10 years after this year and like they're still losers. It didn't work. Okay. Here, wait. Sorry. I would like to offer a different perspective. I'm glad you brought that up. I think they were way losery before the halftime show and now they're like, they're, they compete. The thing is, you'll never be better than Coke. So you just got to be different. And the, the halftime show, I really believe set them apart. It was like such a big deal. Yeah. I could, I, I would be down to see someone else come. You yeah. Know, and- like who has that much money? I don't know, maybe like a tech company. Oh, please no. The Uber halftime show. <laughs> Enough. Honestly, you know what it's going to be? Like the Facebook halftime show. That's that's like the only company that has any money because they're like, I don't know, like stealing all our data and shit. Yeah, and selling it. Yeah, it's literally going to be the face- Facebook halftime show. Mark my words. Because you know- That sounds always- fucking miserable. I actually wouldn't watch. Like even if Taylor Swift, like I, I in my soul, I couldn't do it. No, me neither. Okay, we'll What's keep like, you posted. This is some interesting news. Shaking it up. What, what if it was like the Netflix halftime show? Even though that wouldn't make any sense because it's just like a streaming service. Yeah. First cable, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be like a... It, I think it'll be a tangible brand. Probably not a tech brand because like the tech companies, they don't need this Platform. And like the Super Bowl is so... Honestly, you know what would be a good one? Like Doritos. Well, that would be like Frito-Lay. Yeah, it is owned by Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Frito-Lay is Pepsi, so it would be the same. Yeah. But like, who kills it at the Super Bowl with their commercials? Doritos is always really good. Yeah. But but they should stick to that. Yeah. Oh my God, my fingers are unbelievably swollen. Are you okay? 
Am I going through? Like, look, I, I almost didn't get my rings off. Should I put them back on? No. Yeah. Let it breathe. What about these? Oh, my God. What is going on? Do you is have a hot? lot of salt? I did have, like, a whole pizza for dinner last night, but that's, that's sounds, not salty. That's not salty. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah, I'm just, like, concerned, but It'll I'm be fine. okay. Some exciting Hallmark news that I think you're really... EHN, finally. EHN, you know, tis the season. Desperate Housewives alums... Terry Hatcher and James Denton, a.k.a. Mike Delfino and Susan Meyer, are reuniting in Hallmark Channel movie A Kiss Before Christmas. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that so cute? It will be a Desperate Housewives reunion on the Hallmark Channel. Two former stars of the ABC drama will headline A Kiss Before Christmas, a holiday movie that will premiere during the Cable Channel's annual Countdown to Christmas programming event. It's the first time the pair has worked together since Desperate Housewives ended in 2012. As you know, their characters had an on-again, off-again relationship during the series. So Mike Delfino, a.k.a. The Man, has actually been in quite a few. I've seen him in, like, a lot of these, like... He's so Hallmarky. Hallmarky movies. I do not hold a place in my heart for Terry Hatcher, like... But that's just because of Susan. No, it's also because of Terry. Oh, the beef. She, like, started all the beef on the set, and I think part of the reason why they, like, ended it maybe sooner than it would have was because of her like no one could get along with her yeah it was like a toxic workplace due large in part to terry allegedly allegedly you sound like erica jane i know but it's such a great word it just gets you off the fucking hook no allegedly it does (laughs) the movie uh a real estate development executive mike delfino is married obviously why would the woman (laughs) in a hallmark movie be the real estate executive um yeah, I'm trying to like see what her backstory is, but she's just the key to him being able to reclaim his. Oh life. right, yeah, that's <laughs> so fucking twisted. Anyways, he's a real estate development executive, and he's married father with two teens. On Christmas Eve, he is disappointed to learn he's losing out on a promotion, and laments that his nice guy way of doing business has held him back his in oh, his career. So he's a failed real estate mogul. Thanks to some Christmas magic, Ethan's casual wish that his life had taken a different course becomes reality. He wakes up the next morning and is shocked to find everything is different. He isn't married to Joyce, Terry Hatcher. He doesn't have two teenage kids, and he's CEO of his company. So it's, you know, a real, a real choice. What would you rather, the love or the success? Mm. Joyce is the key to Ethan being able to reclaim his original life and the family he loves. They're always asking the tough questions at Hallmark. They are. They are, and it's it's good to see he'll probably make the choice of family. I mean, I assume it's on the Hallmark Channel. Um, I have to say, like, you know, 364 days a year, like, I'm a card-carrying feminist. Like, equality for all. I don't know. When those Hallmark movies start to play, I'm like, you in the kitchen. <laughs> Man, back to work. Like, I don't know. There's something about, like, the traditional. I'm like, yeah, make that pie, bitch. Make it. Get the tree. While your husband works. Like, no, husband gets the tray. You pick it out. No, you know what I mean? Like, I become so, like, traditional. Yeah. You're just a traditional girly. But don't at me because the other days of the year, like, yeah. women in the boardroom. Uh-huh. But Hallmark, women in the bedroom. <laughs> that's hysterical. Anyway, so that's really exciting. I love when people who have acted together, like, act together again. I always hope that it'll be... You know, in Just some way, like good. a sequel. Like maybe James was a plumber. Ethan, sorry. Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's not possible. What do you mean? That this would be a sequel. Oh, someone goes. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I don't forget. want to spoil. Because if you haven't watched Desperate Housewives, you're cheating yourself out of one of the life's greatest luxuries. Like it's one true. of the greatest pleasures. So I'm not going to spoil anything. Even though I feel like I already did. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, so I'll tell you later. Um, but treat yourself. It's on uh, Netflix or Hulu. It's on there. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing stuff. I think it's on Hulu. Okay, are you ready for our fifth and final story? <clears throat> Allow me just to move my microphone back slightly. It's really like a, someone said this in one of the comments. Um, it's from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen when the nutty drama teacher is like, Press your bars. Yeah, that's how we feel before we sing. One, two, three. It's, it's the final story. Women in the bedroom, men in the Theo's like, you woke me for that. <laughs> Good morning, Theo. It's your mother. 
he's like going through this like teenage like angsty phase. phase yeah at least in his rebellion he's going to his auntie he's not going to you know turning to tra- in- turning to drugs turning to drugs hanging out with bad kids mm. bad influences like bruno Bru- <laughs> don't bring bruno into this don't bring bruce precious no like magnolia yeah she's trouble magnolia grew up on the wrong side of the tracks magnolia just she just has that that spirit in her that you can't break can i tell you something so i went to an event last night for simon and magnolia was there I wish. <laughs> um, no, so I went to an event for my friend Simon and Phil. They started a candle company. And by the way, I took home two gift bags. You will love the candles. Actually, Ben Ben took home two. And you know what Ben did, by the way? He literally walked into the bedroom. He's like, I love this candle. Lit it and left. Like, the first rule of candle etiquette, you can't just leave a candle. Like, you have to watch it. Like Well, you were in there? No. Oh. Like, you just left it. Whatever. That's not what I was saying. So, you know, it was like this, you know, event. Like, there were influencers there. And they're like, all these, like, influencers. And they were like... Oh my god, we're obsessed with Margot. Like we saw her last weekend. Like I literally became Margot's sister. Like and it, like I think I'm so great. I launched my tour. I walk into a party. Like you're Margot's sister. I'm like, yeah. Who are you? And they're like, we're best friends with Margot. We fucking love Margot. I'm like, yes, yeah, she's the coolest. But like, I'm Claudia. They're like, yeah, we know. Like Margot's the best. I'm like, yeah, she's fine. Margot's sister. What a beautiful thing to be known as. Yeah. And then I told Margot, and she was like why wasn't I invited to the event? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good question. I don't yeah. know. Sorry. Well, everyone was talking about her. Yeah. It's better to be missed, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Our fifth and final story is like a little interesting tech health news. Apple is studying the potential of AirPods as a health device. So this is pretty interesting. And it's like take your pulse. Seems to make sense to do a lot of things. Apple Inc. is studying ways to make AirPods into a health device, including for enhancing hearing, like a hearing aid. <gasps> Reading body temperature, you know how you do a thermometer yes. in your ear, and monitoring your posture, according to documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal and people familiar with the plans. The plans further demonstrate Apple's ambition to add health and wellness features to devices beyond the Apple Watch, where most of the company's health functions exist today. Apple is also working on technology that aims to use iPhones to help diagnose depression and cognitive decline. Well, what the iPhones are causing... Depression, depression and cognitive decline, it seems a little twisted. But the earpod thing is actually really smart. Mm-hmm. First of all, it should totally be a hearing aid. Like Yeah. To amplify the sounds around you if need be. Right. And then it's like, you know, if you're a person who needs a hearing aid, everyone's just wearing AirPods, you're just like everyone else. Like it's normalizing hearing devices. Yeah. And the temperature is a no-brainer. A no-brainer. Love this. Yeah, isn't that pretty cool? I mean, already I'm pretty sure that if you wear your AirPods. While you're working out, because when I used to run on the treadmill all the time, like if I wore my AirPods, it would count towards my steps in my health app. Oh, so they're like feeling it already. I think so. And if they're not, they should be. And so other things like that, you know, pulse, whatnot, I think it would be great to use those as a health device. Totally. Do you know how to take your pulse? um, Yeah, well... I, when I was at my retreat, we would have to take our pulse while we were working out to make sure we were hitting our goals. Like, I'm literally a vampire. I swear to God, I don't have a pulse. Like, I've never felt it in my life. Oh, but but I was, like, thinking. I was like, why? Oh, my God, I feel it. I was like, why did I never do it? Because on all the workout machines, you can just put your hands on the metal. And, and they'll give you your pulse? And they'll give you your heart rate. Is that your pulse? Unclear. <laughs> Unclear. Um... No, actually, but this is just a really pertinent story to me because I was on the Apple website literally yesterday. I have AirPods in my cart because I need new AirPods so because when we podcast, they die. We can't do more than 55 minutes because they die. No, they released like the version two of the AirPods. So all of a sudden, everybody's version ones went beep, boop, boop. Yeah. So I was about to buy new AirPods. I still think that I should because this seems like it'll take a while. It's just Definitely. in the ideation phase. But I just want to let you guys know that they're working on technology that might actually be Help. beneficial to our lives. And and that's exciting news you don't really hear very often. No, that's fabulous news. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, let's dive into the TV recap because part one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills four-part reunion started last night. And it was very good. And you know what? Seeing the ladies up close and personal really kind of highlighted for me how close they were sitting together. And if that was me, like, I could never. Yeah. Before we dive in, today's episode and the TV recap is brought to you by Noom. Instead of setting a strict set of rules, Noom is empowering you with the knowledge to build smarter, more sustainable habits and behaviors. They use a cognitive behavioral approach where you'll focus on the why instead of the what to change your relationship with eating. Everyone's journey is different, so Noom is customizing a program for you based on your personal goals. Where they don't consider food off limits, they help you keep eating foods that you love while learning to maintain a healthier balance. And if you have an off day, it's totally okay. It will 
not set you off course. Noom is just going to gently help you back on track. They ask for 10 minutes of your day to teach you about your eating habits and to check in on your progress. More than 80% of Noom users have completed the program and more than 60% of users lose 5% or more of their body weight. They've published over 25 peer-reviewed scientific journal articles about the science that goes into their approach. And it's just going to help you achieve a healthier lifestyle for whatever reason that may be. Whether you want to fit into your clothes better, you want to feel better, um, that's totally up to you. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. I know you've had a lot of success with Noom, Jaque. I love Noom. Whether Whatever phase of, you know, your lifestyle you are at whether you're in the weight loss phase or maintenance phase mm-hmm. or you just want to keep an eye on what you are doing and track your habits Noom is such a great asset I recommend it to everyone who's starting out it's really hard to know where to start when you are embarking on a fitness journey mm-hmm. and Noom has all of the tools like educational tools and also the um, tools to help you track everything that you're doing it's a wonderful resource and platform all right let's dive in so we got part one. Everyone was there. Kathy joined us for the part one. So do you think she's there for all four now? No. Still no. No. I think she'll be on for next and I, she'll probably leave eventually. I actually cackled when Andy asked her if she knew where she was. I know. I was like... I didn't think it looked that similar. Not at all. Does she have a million statues like that? No, and they kept... And they, they showed the side, side by like side. I'm like... So it's a brick... I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. So part one, we didn't really tackle, obviously, like the big major stuff. They did give us like bits and pieces of the Erica stuff, but it was really like Garcelle versus the world. Yeah. And I feel very torn on the Garcelle thing. Let me say why. Because like I thought, I, I, I don't ever want to side with Lisa Rinna. And I think Lisa Rinna was just siding with Dorit because she just like fucking hates Garcelle. But when it comes to the Erica stuff, I think Garcelle is like so on the money. Like I really like side with her completely. But when it comes to her being a housewife, I did think Dorit was making some like decent points. Like she is very jab, 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 especially in her confessionals. And yes, everyone is. But Garcelle does it the most and I think the worst. And then like really says nothing to the women face to face. And that must be frustrating to like really feel like you're hanging out with someone and you know like zero about what they're thinking. Yeah. So I didn't feel like it was fair for Rinna and Dorit to keep ganging up on Garcelle. Especially when like, first of all, it's between Garcelle and Dorit like I need Rinna to just shut up like mm-hmm. but Dorit like was making some decent points about like Garcelle as a friend I I hear that I do I think that and also Garcelle as a housewife like I think Dorit had said that she was checked out and Garcelle was like I always show up and I think it, but it's like a chicken and egg situation because I feel like Dorit feels like Garcelle isn't involved in the group but Garcelle feels like she's not in the inner circle. So, which is true. So if, right, which is true because there is this Fab Five right. without Teddy there. It's four. And they are real friends. And so when they're doing the show, they're very invested in it because these are their friends. These are their lives. For Garcelle, it's, it's more so like a, a, these are my coworkers and I'm not going to give them every piece of myself. That's very and, true. And because like those relationships, like they need to be earned. So I feel like what Dorit's feeling is, is true. But what Garcelle's feeling is true. You don't just, like, get my love and friendship when you guys kind of keep me at an arm's length. That's so fucking true. Like, that Fab Five is so toxic. And the thing is, these things just take time. But, like, no one's giving it any time. And, yes, it must be frustrating. The the reason why I don't have an issue with the fact that Garcelle, you know, is is shady in her confessionals is because she's saying what everyone's thinking. Yes. So, you know, because it's facts, I'm like, well... Where's the lie? And you know what really bothered me in the conversation with Rinna and Garcelle amongst a million things was like, Rinna was just so annoyed that like Denise kept getting brought up. And then she kept asking Garcelle, like, what is it about me that you don't like? Like, what is it that we can't get past? And she doesn't want Garcelle to keep bringing up the Denise thing. But of course it's the Denise thing. Look what you did to your friend of 20 years on a public. Why the fuck would I be friends with you? We've been friends for for just as long and it obviously means nothing to you. Right. So like the fact that Rina like kind of cornered Garcelle into not be bringing it up like get over it already it was a year ago so then Garcelle didn't say anything when at the end of the day of course it's about Denise yeah no and I think you know it's not like she's upset on Denise's behalf waiting for an apology no. but it is like this is how you treat your lifelong friends in fit you discard them mm-hmm. you know at embarrass them embarrass them in order to you know be closer with these women or for the show or just to like for the political world of Real yeah. Housewives. And who wants to be collateral damage in that? I, I mean, the, the issue between the two of them is that they really don't fucking like each other as people. And so when Rinna came over to Garcelle and was like, I love you. And it's like, but you, no, you don't. don't. 
but you don't like you don't even like her and then we were talking last night on FaceTime so I just wanted to remember to say this again because I said this to you which was that so Garcelle say at the beginning of the season Garcelle and Marina had a detente and it's like I'm open to moving forward let's see if we can get there which I think is a very fair place to start and then throughout the season Garcelle felt like Rinna didn't have her back and then Rinna says it's because I didn't agree with you so Rinna never agrees with what Garcelle is thinking or feeling when you are friends with someone yes of course sometimes you don't agree with them you call them out sure but generally speaking you agree with their basic premise and their line of thinking right so the fact that in every argument that Garcelle was in the season and there were many Rinna never thought Garcelle was right you clearly don't agree with you're fundamentally like not aligned as friends yeah you know what else I really liked about last night's episode was kind of just pointing out how there's so many double standards in the group like literally nobody comes after Erica like if anyone else spoke to Sutton the way that Erica was like threatening her like or what everyone would be shocked and it's like Erica just gets this pass and it's like so unfair yeah poor Sutton yeah, well, I'm sure we will get to all of that. Also, Sutton's boyfriend broke up with her. That was really sad. On Valentine's But she Day. has a really great outlook about it. She looked great, too. Yeah. No, she's... She, Sutton's a cutie. Like, she's quirky. She's misunderstood, for she's sure. She's misunderstood. She's emotional. But she really owns it all. And I think that she's a really good friend to everyone. And I feel like... And I said this when Crystal was fighting with her in the beginning of the season. Like, she just takes a minute to figure out... But I feel like they got there. I feel like they got there, they too. They have mutual friends who tell them that they're so similar, like they would actually yeah, love each no, other. like, they're fine. And I knew that they would be fine. It's not that deep. Like, Sutton really doesn't have conflict. She's a very, like, caring person. She's just quirky. She's just weird, yes. So, like, you get a weird read on her. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Kathy showed up and was just, like, giving me life. I just love her. Um, Auntie did press Erica on a bunch of stuff. She's coming out like, I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. these women have doubted me and it's unacceptable and I'm here to clear my name. Mm-hmm. And on Watch What Happens Live, they did a poll, like, part one, like, do you feel like you're going to feel differently about Erica's situation at the end? And it was like 80-20 now. Yeah, I mean, Erica, she's made some decent points, which is that, like, there's no need for her to be fired, fired just yet. Until- I think that we said that, like, let the... the um Justice system. Justice system, like, do its thing. You are innocent until proven guilty. And if... if I, I think that that's pretty fair. It's okay. just very damning. Yeah, of course. You know? And it, Andy said, like, even by the time we record this till when it airs, like, more stuff is going to come out. And literally, you saw yesterday, Bravo's been subpoenaed to hand over unaired footage of I Erica. I keep seeing that headline as, like, new. I feel like we, we report, like... Yeah, it does feel like it's been repetitive. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was this conversation between Rena and Garcelle. Like, Rinna getting up and, like, hugging her and, like, literally forcing her, giving her no choice but to say, like, okay, is so fraudulent. Like, Rinna's just, I'm sorry, she's 100% my least favorite person on the cast. And I was, like, so into her for so long. She's so performative, like, in everything she does. Do you think she said that thing about race? I don't know. And perhaps she said a version of it. So it's not exactly what Garcelle said she said. So that way she could sit there and say, I never said that. But what Garcelle was feeling, what someone relayed to Garcelle isn't untrue either. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure it's somewhere, the truth is somewhere in the middle. And on Watch Happens Live, like, Garcelle basically said, like, yeah, we left the reunion fine, but like, I know who Rena is. Like, and and, like, it's almost like they've made no progress. Like, yeah, no, it, 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 it is what it is. Like, I don't expect them to ever move forward because they do have so much history. And you see the way that Rinna blindly supports her friends, Erica. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she doesn't give that to she, Garcelle. By the way, that's her such friend a of, good point. Her friend of 20 years. Like, Garcelle knows. Garcelle has eyes. Like, she can see that. Right, like, like, look what you do for she's Erica. She's not treating me like a friend, yet you want to sit there and come over to my couch and tell me that you love me. Like, but you don't. Oh my God. That's the best point you've ever fucking made. Thank you. Like how she blindly supports Erica, but then she's like, well, I didn't agree with you in your fight with Dorit about nothing. About like, fucking About nothing. nonsense. So you won't back her up, but you'll back your friend up who's like probably guilty of fraud. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. And then when Kathy came, I'm like, why is Kathy like literally sitting on Garcelle and Kyle's lap? Like just for Kathy, who's like this regal woman. Oh, on Watch Happens Live, they said there was a question. Who do you think is richer Kathy or Crystal Sutton Mm. and they were like Kathy like Kathy's so rich yeah so um for her just to be sitting like wedged between like all these housewives I'm like that is not right it's not right 
Oh, we got a package. We got a package. What do we think it is? It's chocolates. <gasps> oh, wow. Thank you so much. Can you just pop it on the table? Thank you so much. Lint. No, you're good. I know people didn't like when we opened the package, but that's a package of oh, yeah, from that, the Lint Chocolatiers. That was something in the reviews that they didn't like that we opened a package on the show and that we ordered lunch. And, you know, if I'm going to concede anything maybe it was annoying to order lunch on the show but we only did it so that we would have the stamina to record a patreon after anyways claudia is about to open this package from lynch just be careful with the address ma'am yes ma'am okay i'm here and i'm sorry like i couldn't just let this box lint chocolatiers wow this is exciting i thought maybe at first it was just someone using a lint box but i checked the return address and it's from the Lynch. The Lynch. It's from Belgium. <laughs> it's from Belgium? No, it was Swiss. Whatever. Okay. This whole big box. Oh, God. We have three samples. For this. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so annoying. I thought we were going to get like. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Ooh. First up, again, this is not an ad. This is the Lindor Milk Chocolate Truffle Bar. Oh. Should we try? Yeah, mukbang. No, they hate when we eat on the podcast. Put it down. Put it down, Claude. We'll do this later. Okay, Okay, we're also, the show, we were about to be done. Double chocolate milk chocolate truffles. We're about to be done. Are you telling me to stop? I'm telling you to stop, I think, yeah. I'm just like. Not to be a bitch, that inside of that box, like, smells like duty. (laughs) So, like, I don't know how the chocolate's going to taste, but, like, it smells like the the box has been sitting in the cardboard, like, wet. I feel like I'm about to smoke a cigar. These smell fine. This is what I'm definitely do. eating this. This is what people do before they have cigar. Literally. <laughs> Theo, don't eat it. Okay, it's well, deadly. that was going to be a wrap on Beverly Hills yes. anyway. Anything else you watch? I'm still watching Made. It's very, it's very, very good, but it's very pit-inducing. And I'm realizing I'm only going to be watching it while the sun is out. Oh, those shows like that can trauma, like give you trauma. But it's not even that traumatic or, or, or graphic or anything. It's just like a lot to sit with. Yeah. So... Um, also, thank you to Lind for finally getting Theo back over to Claudia's couch. Yes! I love you, my angel. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow's Friday, so celebrate, okay? Anything else? No, just keep your eyes peeled for Toast merch updates launching on Tuesday. Claudia's tickets are available for pre-sale now, and they go on sale to the general public tomorrow. But, you know, getting them via pre-sale is a great reason to join Patreon, patreon.com slash toast, where we just dropped a new vlog. We have over 250 episodes there that could really get you into 2022. And it's really premium content. So many vlogs, so many good times, so many memories, so many laughs, so much premium content. And we hope that you will consider joining us thank you so much for listening to the morning toast millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching this on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcast can be found on spotify itunes Stitcher, public radio i against all the places where we're able to podcast if you made it to the end of this episode congratulations you're a true, true toaster you're a part of the society season two and to let us know that you actually listened to the end of the episode why don't you go to our most recent instagram and put a picture of the chocolate bar in honor of today's i was Lint thinking episode. the same thing have a great day you guys we'll see you tomorrow for Friday, Friday. Bye.